So anyone watching right now, uh, I am currently at a beach house in the Outer Banks uh, for today's show. So Devin is running point on all the technology stuff. Um, so I'm, I don't have my professional setup here. I'm currently on my phone with my AirPods uh, doing the show. So hopefully they don't die on the show halfway through. Uh. Um, but yeah, so this, my sound quality is not going to be great the whole show, but please bear with us. Uh, no one likes a, a crappy audio from our show no more than I, more than me. So I apologize, but we're just going to have to deal with it because I'm <laughs> don't really care <laughs> listen what alan is saying is he is the most dedicated of all of us he took time out of his vacation so we could do a marvel review because we're doing a marvel yeah. review yeah if it was if it was any other movie i'd be like no <laughs> it's a marvel thing, so we're doing it exactly um, hey everybody welcome to you at the watching podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm Devin. and today is a special vacation edition of you have to watch this podcast <laughs> Where if you if you're just joining us in the live feed or listening to the, our podcast feed, um, I am on vacation, so Devin is running point technology wise for the show. He is recording everything, running the stream. So if anything looks poorly done at this point, blame me. Um, I'm completely sure, here. I'm sure, I'm sure it all looks great because uh, I I did most of the work for him. Uh, <laughs> it's true though. Funny I am currently I am currently on vacation with my family in the Outer Banks, so I am broadcasting from our basement of our beach house. Um, so my my niece and nephew might show up here and there. Um, everyone else knows not to play pool. There's a pool table like five feet away from me. Um, so please bear with me, uh, sound wise. Um, but today we're going to talk we're going to talk about the latest Marvel. Movie. Which is feel it feels like it's been a minute since we had a Marvel movie. Uh, but before we get into Black Widow, you guys watched anything recently that you want to talk about? Yeah, no. Uh, I, I feel like I didn't watch anything. I finished Lupin. Um, that was great. It's an amazing series. It's two two seasons. Watch it. It's good. Uh, okay. that, I think that's all I watched. I don't watch too much. Yeah. Brian, how about you? I, I've just been like re re watching older stuff. Dory is now on Paramount Plus, so 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 so, so, so I'm re watching that. Beavis and Butthead, uh, the All Star Games tonight, and I was I was kind of peeking over at the Home Run Derby last night. So I mean, like that's that's been my week. Okay, I've got a, I've got a long list of things that I've watched. Oh, I can't uh, wait. So you mentioned Paramount Plus. I'll start with that. I watched the first episode of the Rugrats reboot this morning with my oh, niece was it? it was fairly entertaining for adults there's a lot of like subtle humor mm -hmm. like the grandpa is on a dating app called silver beagle <laughs> i like that um it was, it was very good uh they, they got a lot of the voice actors back for the babies i know that the uh sue tommy's dad passed away but the voice actor for him wasn't horrible like, they did a good job of kind of voice matching him Mm -hmm. um but i enjoyed it. it there was a lot of good uh good adult humor hidden in the show that's cool I enjoyed it. um and speaking of hidden adult humor and things i also watched a, a sequel to a film that i made you guys watch a few like last year i think i finally watched boss baby 2 back in business did you yeah uh so before we came down to the beach, we stayed the night at my sister's house. 
and my niece wanted to have a movie night with her. So I signed into my Peacock account on her on her TV. She has a Roku in her room. So I signed in and said, you want to watch Boss Baby 2? She's like, yeah. Oh, no. So we watched Boss Baby 2, and I enjoyed it. Jeff Goldblum is the bad guy. I did not think he could sound any more Jeff Goldblum than he does in this. Um, and at one point, the Boss Baby makes a Shawshank Redemption joke. Weird. And they put him in the daycare, and he wants to break out. So he looks at all the other babies, like, okay, who wants to pull a Shawshank? Wow. <laughs> Uh, but I enjoyed it. It, it. They didn't get Tobey Maguire back. I guess he was busy mm. um, like with some other Spider-Man. I hope uh, he is. I hope so. They replaced uh, 2000 Spider-Man with 2000 Cyclops. Uh, so it's James Marsden. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was definitely worth watching on, on Peacock. Um, I'm trying to think what else I watched. Oh, I watched the first episode of Monsters at Work this morning as well. And? I enjoyed it. I think I'm going to watch the rest of the show. It, Is it, it all out now or they're releasing it weekly? I think it's weekly because it's Disney Plus. But it, it, it tells the story that I wanted to know after Monsters, Inc. Like, what happens now that they, that they are doing comedy? Like, it focuses on this one guy who's like, I'm going to be the top scarer. And, like, his first day is the day after Monsters, Inc. Everything's changing. Uh, which I think is a really good way to do it. And you got Billy Crystal and friend of the show, John Goodman. Uh, uh-huh. um, so that was fun. But the, the the craziest thing that I saw was, so we're in the Outer Banks, and we took a day trip to the aquarium. The aquarium's on Roanoke Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, my wife and I got there early, so we decided to go visit the um lost village oh yeah yeah we go to the the national park and we we go to the visitor center we didn't have that much time but we go to the visitor center see all the exhibits they have there and they were showing a film it was about like what happened with the governors coming over and settling roanoke and then the governor who left and came back three years later and the village was gone mm-hmm. uh, with no no trace. They don't know what happened. Um, so when we're watching this this uh, twenty minute documentary that is made for the park, but it's using clips from a three hour PBS uh, mini series that they did in the eighties. And the acting is like the way they edited it, edited it was bizarre. But, and I, and like, that was making me chuckle. And then I just stopped and leaned in and I turned to my wife and like, is that Victor Garber? <laughs> and it was Victor Garber. Victor Garber plays the, the governor of the, of the, um, of the, of the, uh, settlers who goes back to England and then comes back three years later and finds everything abandoned. Uh, Ryan, you look confused. Victor Garber was in Titanic. He's the one who was on the show. Uh, he was on Tomorrow, Alias, the the remake of Annie. So he, they did in the 2000s. Um, so yeah, I, I was like just thrown by Victor Garber to the point where I was like, you know, I kind of want to go watch the three-hour version of this. <laughs> and it's like hard to find. Like Amazon still has it listed on, under VHS tape. So, oh, weird. Yeah, it's like growing up the lost, the lost um, village. So is this like so, is this like post Titanic Richard Garber where they're like, no, this oh is no. like 
early to mid eighties Victor Garber. So he he kind of he kind of looked like friend of the show Mike. Oh really? He, he kind of looked like that. He had, he had the, the Mike Mullen thing going for him. Um, uh, but yeah, like that was just the bizar- most bizarre thing that I saw. Um, so I thought I'd bring that up. But well, look, yeah, you cool. have a VHS player, right? Like you can get the VHSs from Amazon and watch it. I could. Amazon doesn't know what they're going to in. So here's <laughs> hoping. <laughs> if he back from space, I'm going to ask him about it. So send him an email. And, and if he doesn't, I'm going to send him the Bo Burnham memes of that song. So. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've watched. Um, but I also watched a little film on Disney Plus. Um, so today we're going to talk about the MCU's latest film entry, uh, Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and J- David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. Um, so I think we all—I think it's safe to say we all watched this on Disney Plus. We all did the thirty-dollar purchase. Nope. Yeah. Watched in cinema. Oh, you saw it. In, oh, okay. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you watched it in the theater. Is, is Disney Plus doing the? the release over there in Europe? They are, yeah. I, I had the chance to, but I mean, we just missed going to the movies so much. Yeah. I, I wish I... I did, The main reason I did on Disney Plus was time. Like, I was traveling to the States this weekend. I didn't have time to go to the Cineplex. I wanted to, um, but I think my MCU retor- return is going to be um, Shang-Chi in September. So, um, it's not, not a bad call. But yeah, um... So we're gonna go spoiler free here for a bit. Um, what did you, what did you guys think of Black Widow? I feel like I've been talking a lot. So. <laughs> you want to go first, Ryan? Yeah, sure. Um, I liked it better than I thought I was going to. It surprised me. Um, so because I think out of out of out of the three of us, I'm the one that's the most burnt out on this genre, pretty much. Um, and I liked it. I liked it a lot more than what I thought I would. Uh, it definitely gives a little bit more background to her character, which I really didn't think needed any more um, explaining. But this did a good job of actually turning over some rocks I didn't know that were even there. Um, and there's a few other things that they did in the film, which I'll save for later because it gets into spoilers. So, but oh yeah, that's it. Devin, what about you? Overall, I really liked it. I thought it was a good, like, I, I liked the grounded plot of it. I liked, a, you know, a, a lot of the elements of it. We'll talk about specifically what I liked. But it also made me realize that I have a bit of a personal problem with, with MCU movies that I need to get over or I'm going to start to just re- just get disappointment after disappointment. And my problem is I envision what I think should be in the Marvel movie before I watch it. So I loaded this freaking movie with stuff that I was like, oh, well, they're going to resolve this in Black Widow. They have to. Or, oh, this part wasn't handled that well in Endgame, probably because they have a plan to fix it in Black Widow. Or I bet we're going to get some more insight into this thing in Black Widow. And, I mean, none of that, I I didn't get almost any of that. We'll talk specifics in a bit, but, like, I got none of that in this movie. I liked the movie for what it is, and I need to just start taking things at face value and stop putting my own grossness into it. Yeah, for me, there are elements of this movie that I, but overall, like there aren't really that many stakes. No, characters in the next two movies that already came out to 
but I enjoyed the action. Uh, I thought the acting was fantastic. I loved with Ford and his sister, and then Barbara as guardian. Um, it just, there, there weren't many stakes there, for, and it kind of made the film suffer. But I'm also of the mind of, I don't know if this film was made for me. It might be made for the generation like my niece, who years from now is going to sit down and watch me order, and then when you watch Civil War, you go into Black Widow, and then into I think if you watch it that way, this film is up a lot better. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Also, chat's calling me out. They said, uh, be the director then, Devin, if no vision can live up to yours, and I need to be the one directing these. And uh, challenge Yeah, you. Thank you, chat. I was going to say that you're sounding like a uh, sequels hater. For no, Star no, Wars, no, no, look, like that's the level that you're, which you sound like. You know, wait, wait oh. till we get into spoilers, and and I'll talk about specifically what I was looking for and specifically what I didn't get. I just mean in general, it's that thought process. It's that it's you know this wanting makes, something to be some way. Let's make fun of Devin's comments a lot because sorry, ah, uh, good, no, do so, it. I think one of the, I think that is one of the biggest problems we had is like you know. What, and you know, know where it could where it could hint to like different things happening. Um, what I like about the MCU over the next two movies is I don't know anything about Shang Chi or the Eternals. I don't know anything about these movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're gonna be, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Like I'm I love going in blind. I'm kind of dreading Spider Man in December because there's all this hype of is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming in. Like, right. how does Val Molina come in? Is uh, Willem Dafoe going to be in it as Green Goblin? Like, what's the story going to be? Like, I'm kind of dreading that because there's so much building up. Like, my brother and I have co- have had conversations about it. Like, just hyping up this movie. Like, tell me, my brother's like, tell me requires on this movie. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you got it. Like, he might not be. Like, that's the problem. Right. That's real. Like, the, next, the next two movies, I don't know anything about. Like, it looks. I haven't seen the latest trailer for Shang Chi, but it looks like the abominations in it, which is cool, I guess. But <laughs> I don't really like. I I don't. I'm not putting any. I have no stakes in these, and I'm excited to see what happens with that. So, how was it for you guys then? And maybe it's because I watched it in cinema. But how was it for you guys to watch a smaller MCU movie? Because, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier is a TV series. WandaVision is a TV series. Loki's a TV series. I feel like those are allowed to be isolated. I'm used to movies being, like, endgame-level events where it's like, this is huge and world-changing, and, and this was a small movie. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the Disney Plus stuff because I think the release order of this phase of the MCU kind of hurt this movie, too. You think so? Because I, you could have flushed this out so much more if it was a six-episode miniseries. And I think, yes, the movies need to be events, but I, I think if we had gotten it in the order we were supposed to, pre-pandemic, I think it would have helped it a lot more. I don't think it would have felt as lacking as it does, for me at least. Yeah, how did, Ryan, how did you feel about its place in like the release timeline? Like... Because I, I think I'm with Alan. I think that if this was if this was released when it was supposed to be, I think I would, 
I wouldn't have as many gripes as I do or as many like weird little Devonisms as I do. Uh, and I, I think I would be like, you know, this is the best movie since Iron Man or something like that. Okay, so going into this movie, knowing that the release schedule was messed up, mm-hmm. I adjusted for that when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, so this was supposed to be released later. So I never ran into any of those issues good, good. <laughs> of like things being out this. of order because, you know, it was... It wasn't supposed to be released the way that it was, so you kind of have to give it like a handicap mm-hmm. on that to bring up a golfing euphemism that I've I don't golf, so whatever. Um, Good, but glad you use it. Uh, yeah, uh, you need to kind of give it some slack a little bit uh, when it comes to its re- release and how it fits. And to be honest, these are the kind of Marvel movies that I want to see, oh. like. I'm good with the end game movies. I'm good with, you know, all of those, you know, like where all the heroes come together and they do their thing. But I like the individual story movies like mm-hmm. Iron Man, Ant-Man, Black Widow, you know, uh, Thor. Like I, I like to have those three or four movies in between the Avenger movies where it's just one or two heroes on their own dealing with stuff, and then the movies connect when you watch them in order and in some way. So that's one of the reasons why I said before that I actually am li- that like I like this more than I thought I would because this reminded me of Phase One, and that's my favorite s- section of the Marvel films. Like we kind of are in a new Phase One because like the Infinity Saga is over. That box set, is, box set is available for sale on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but we're in a new phase. And we don't know what, like, we don't know what the overarching story of this phase is going to be yet. Mm-hmm. So this kind of is taking the the films back to their back to the their roots. So it is nice to have a smaller film to start off. It's like a palate cleanser. Um, because I don't really count Spider-Man: Far From Home as that, even though that came out after Endgame. I Maybe thought it was the cap to the to the last phase. Like I thought they always ended on like a Spider Man. Ah, uh, it, it was, but so that was the end of that that phase. But now we're in a new phase where you have all blood shows, everything post ending, except yeah. for story of this. It's weird, um, but I forget where I was going. With that. Well, no, I but I think I think what you what you're talking about, what you're both talking about, actually, is something that I just need to adjust for. Because I'm used to now knowing where these movies are going. I'm used to going, oh my gosh, is the Infinity Stone going to be in this one? Because I know Thanos has to wear the glove with all of them in it, and it's going to do this thing. And, like, I don't know where this is going. It does feel like it's a bit of, like, hey, we're going back to phase one. And, like, for so many years now, in my mind, Marvel has been, like, leading up to a singular event. And now that it's over, I'm like, now what? (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's I think that was part of the thing that I just need to adjust for on my own is go okay let them build up their thing again get over your own self Devin yeah yeah I mean Alan and I both agree yes <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's right like you need to have those individual stories to develop the story itself like the larger story so like these little you know singular superhero stories need to happen so the emotional stakes can be as high as they were in Avengers Endgame, which I rewatched after this, uh, just because I wanted to watch Portals. Still makes me cry, by the way. I'm 31. Still makes me cry. Portals? 
Yeah, it's where uh, it's where you hear Sam go, "Hey, Cap, on your left," and then like a portal appears, and then Falcon flies out of it. Uh, at the the end fight of Avengers Endgame when they fight Thanos, and yeah, then, like the music swells and Captain mm-hmm. has a hand. Oh, it's getting to me already. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you for you. Yeah, I mean that's how I know that scene is by the score name. Yeah. So, back on the actual movie itself, did you guys think so? Some of the criticism that I had seen on this movie was it was a good movie, but it wasn't the movie that Black Widow deserved. I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. I thought it was a wonderful movie for her. I thought that it was fun and intriguing and cool. I think that they're just full of nonsense. What do you guys think? Well, Alan, you go. Okay, okay. Um, uh, okay, I'll go. <laughs> um, what website, what reviewer, what small backwoods newspaper had that review? Oh, do you really want to know? Yeah. Oh, so a lot of it was uh, is IGN, Internet Gaming News. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, stop. Just stop they're, the, they're big on that. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Yeah. That's all I need to know is that name and whatever. Yeah. I feel like the majority of people will watch this movie and go, oh, this is good. Yeah. This is, I mean, what, what I meant before about how it turned over stones that I didn't even know were there is the fact that, like, I was like, okay, a Black Widow movie. It was always set up to be about, you know, like, I always thought it was set up to be about her past. Sure. Like, before joining the Avengers. Like, I thought the entire thing was going to be that. Oh, got it. Not what it was. And so when they were talking about what they were talking about, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You actually get to see a part of her that I never even thought that they should have covered for the storyline because they don't cover that aspect of a lot of people mm-hmm. of um of a lot of the characters. So to me, this is well deserved for her character, very well deserved. For me, I made a joke about my wife agreeing with those critics, and I kind of agree with her. It is. It seems a little bit too late. It seems like they could have done this film years ago. And they didn't. It feels like an afterthought. Like if this movie were to come out before Infinity War, I think it would have been a hell of a lot. Um, it made a lot more sense. Like the fact that spoilers for Endgame, the fact that she dies in Endgame and then gets her spit off the next for the next big film for Marvel, it's kind of a letdown. Like okay, she's dead now, but we're gonna tell you the story about her from before she died. Well, and okay, and that was it. Is I thought this was going to give us more insight into why she did what she did in Endgame. I that was like really the one thing I had preloaded into this movie was, all right, it's going to tell me why she sacrificed herself. There's something that she knew at that point that I don't know as a as an audience member, and it's going to really drive that home and make that seem cooler. And now it makes that seem kind of weird. She went. In that scene, she goes, you have a family, I don't. And she ends this movie going, I have two families. And I'm like, "Yeah, did but, they go from two to zero families? But, I mean, th- you've got also the fact that, like, family question mark? Well, no. I mean, um, That's, do, we need to, do we need to get into spoilers? 
I, you know what? I think we need to get into spoilers. I think we're at that point. Yeah, because th- th- that that's why I said family question mark to try to get my point across about that whole thing. About that whole thing. And I was also kind of flirting with spoilers yeah. the two families thing. Like it was it was like this much. I mean, we got the spoiler for Endgame, but that movie is two years old at this point. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't gone back and watched Endgame, but she does say, "You have a family, I don't." Like. What happened to them? Like, is there is there more that we don't see with them? Like, are they not snapped away and they have a falling out? Like, what happened? Like, I think she was mainly talking about the fact that, like, he was a husband and he had children and she didn't. But who's going to watch after David Harbour? Uh, <laughs> what? Winona Ryder. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how I take that. Not that she has a, or not that she has a, like, made up family, technically, mm-hmm. um, but she doesn't have, like, an immediate family. Like, uh, okay. Here's a question I need to ask. I never thought I'd ask this question. Do the Dom Toretto, Toretto memes of the last two weeks? dampen the we're a family message <laughs> of this movie. Yes, absolutely it does. <laughs> there are so many definitions of what a family is though. Yeah. At, no, um, I, is I, at the same time. I completely believe in the fa- you 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 can choose your family, whether it's your the family you're born into, a family who adopts you, a family who takes you in or that you find later in life. I don't think family has to be biological. And I completely agree. I completely believe that this family unit, even though it was designed by Russia. Yeah. Uh, the U S. Um, I believe that they are a family. Like they, they come to the terms with each other. They, they all are hesitant to say it was real to that, but it was real to all of us. And I completely buy that. Uh, I think the problem with the Endgame line about her not having family is just just nailed in the point that this movie wasn't that. I think that if the Endgame line was "my family's taken care of," if that's if that was the line, I think I would like that more because then it ties to the ending of this. Because what I thought was going to be jarring was the very end of the movie. She's like. I have two families. Let me go fix my other family. And they go to get her. And, you know, you kind of know what happens after that. Uh, and then it immediately, not immediately, but the, the post-credit scene cuts to her grave, which would be jarring. But now I know, like, you know, no, unless you know, like, oh, okay, she understands that now both of her families are settled to the point when she died. She knew, like, okay, I'm taking care of one. I've taken care of another. This is me being the protector that I know I am. Like, that would be nice if that was the line. Not saying, I don't have family, flips hair, jumps off cliff. And does oppose, because she's a poser. Anyway. I like that, that, by the way. Okay, so here's my thing with it. When she said to him, you have a family, I don't, she was immediately referring to the fact that he has kids, he is a dad, he has a father, he has a husband, he has a a wife. Um, And she does not have... I had a husband? You know what I mean, and you probably misheard me. Anyway, he, he he's a husband. He has kids. He, 
he has a wife. Um, she doesn't. Yeah. She has a family that turned into a family because they were Soviet agents pulling a cover in Ohio that turned into a family unit. So it was basically just like, you know, like a work family that turns into a family. And so to me, that line she says in Endgame does not counteract anything about what they do in this. And to, and to Ryan's point, in, a, in Age of Ultron, they do show that she's close to his family as well. So it would be her sacrificing for Clint's family. Right. And, <laughs> along yeah. with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can definitely see that. I, it just, yeah, it just, it was, it was so weird to watch, like rewatch Endgame and be like, oh, okay, this is going to be it. And the other part of it was, I just, I, I just wanted the ending recontextualized for me because I never feel like they mourned her correctly, but that's just me. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted for her. You know what I mean? Like Tony Stark yeah. got Drax to wear a shirt. Uh, she got In- the Hulk to throw a chair, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, how else were they going to do that? Yeah, I mean, and, and you're right, because I mean, it was about midway through a much longer movie. They needed to keep going with the plot. I just, what? you know, and, and she did get a moment at the end where they talked about her. Mm-hmm. Here, here, here's what I wanted from the one thing I wanted from this movie was a funeral for Natasha where the yeah. world faced to her. And then if you end it with that singer of her sister going to the grave. I think that would have been great. We didn't get that. Like there, like that's the biggest thing from Endgame I have a problem with. Is there's no, like they have the the stages of grief scene with the, the guy in Avengers, and that's yeah. Um, I wish that there was a funeral post Endgame where they show like Rock there and um, Sam and Bucky, and uh, maybe not Drax with the shirt on because he has sensitive nipples. <laughs> I wanted to make that, I wanted to make that joke early, but my grandmother <laughs> nipples. Um, but yeah, I I wish them that that's the one thing I expected from the film was yeah. resolution for her death, and it it kind of does it for for at least her family in this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really do it for the world at large because she is this well known figure. Um, because she she's an Avenger, she. Spoke to the the Senate after um, Winter Soldier. She like she she's this well known figure. I was hoping because the film does do those time jumps from time to time. Yeah, it would have been nice to see just see a post Endgame scene of her, her funeral for the world and not family. It almost feels like that's a scene that they like are gonna put in like an extended cut or like it's gonna be like the end game, like, hey, here's a scene that we filmed. Go ahead and watch that if you want it. Here's the weirdest thing I noticed about Um Usually the the credits roll and you have those animated, stylistic for the movie credits. Yeah. Didn't have that. No, you're right. They were just kind of normal credits. Yeah, which I thought was bizarre the reason is for that because it, it's a weird style choice because every other movie has um it is weird that black widow doesn't um, i mean even the disney plus shows have it like loki has like stylized credits before you get all, to the credit yeah. credits all, the disney plus ones don't ever change they just take the names out so you don't like you don't know who's coming right, like, right. Know, every episode of wandavision talk to winter soldier and then loki 
Like the Krebs are the same; they just add names for people later. <laughs> well, did how how much of this movie was done prior to COVID happening? Hundred percent. Oh wow. Okay, okay so last May they they held it. Okay, so there wasn't any production time for them to do like credit design. There was a whole extra year for them to do credit design. Unless they needed to just move on. Like, unless they were like, okay, look, we need to do the other projects now. See, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. Like, or I feel unless like it's was, a choice. Like, unless they're it, leaving it, the I, ending ominous. I, yeah. I don't know why they would make that choice. I'm having, I have trouble wrapping my head around that. Um, but... Let's talk about some things that we like about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on it a lot. Um, besides Black, besides Scarlett Johansson, who stood out to you guys in this movie as a standout character? Don't read from the book. I forget her name. The actress, the mom. Oh yeah. Okay. What? Rachel Rachel Vice, the uh, the mom, the mom yeah. from uh, Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, that is her. Yeah, that's why I shouted don't don't read from the book because she reads from the book. What what harm ever came from reading a book? Well, kind of falling in love with the Russian version of Captain America. That, you know, that kind of happens. you? <laughs> oh, I love David Harbour. I I thought he was an absolute delight in this movie and stole the show every time he was on scene or on screen. Yeah. I Okay, so we all like different people. I like I like both of them fine. Florence Pugh though stole this movie for me. Like her, just like that scene with her in the convenience store. She's like, why do you like? And like she does it. I was like, I like this character. Like she's very sassy, um, and she felt real. Like I yeah. could see them. Like, I like everything that they like. Their whole interaction felt natural to me. Um, and I I'm looking forward to seeing her in more stuff. Because um, I think she's the only one we know we're going to see more of at this point, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, I I love them all, but she stole the movie for me. Yeah, I like how they used her to kind of poke fun at characteristics that Black Widow had mm -hmm. that I've heard everybody talk about. You know, like her posing, flipping her hair, yeah. and just the way that she goes about her business. Like I. I really like that aspect of her character. Um, the, yeah. the, only, the only thing I didn't like about, and it's not about the character, and this has something to do with Marvel in general, is after they rescued David Harbour, and he's like, I thought you would be alone with family. And she's like, no, we had a hysterectomy. Can't really do that after they do that to you in the red room. It's like, okay, why do you have to make a joke about the right now? Right. Like, that's not... That that's the only thing in this movie that left a bad. You do have to address it because it was brought up in Age of Ultron, but I don't think you need to make a joke about it. Like I think you could make like have a comment about like have her say in the bedroom after the fight scene at the dinner table. Like mm -hmm. have, have him say like I thought you'd be out of this and have a family of your own, and then it's like a slumber woman of no like. Do you know what they did to us? And then have him start seeing an American pie. I, <laughs> right um, afterwards. No, yeah. no rest. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I laughed at that. I thought it was good timing and funny. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I, one thing. Marvel yeah. did it writing punchy, like, punchy jokes like that, almost no matter what the punchline is. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's a joke, but it, I, I don't think it's a necessary joke. I feel like he could have played that more for a dramatic beat than a joke. Well, uh, yeah. the way that I saw it was that you had this scene that was ridiculous with them saving him. Yeah. And he's, you know, doing the whole family thing, like you said. Um, but then it was like, instead of having comic relief, it's kind of like reality relief where she's mad and he starts trying to act like family. It gets to that kind of like a, like a conversation and she just goes off. And with the way that this movie is done, the way that she talks about it, the way that she kind of like, like she's not being sarcastic but she kind of is and there's that tone in her voice and that's where i found hmm it's bitterness she's bitter at him for like sending her away with that yeah and so to me that's where i feel like that topic's oh that topic has already been brought up in the movies and so for her to kind of like drive it home at that scene takes the ridiculousness of what just happened uh, um, of what just happened and then brings it back down to the reality of oh these are all super soldier women that are being controlled by pretty much a psychopath yeah this is something that that would definitely happen to them and it's tragic and it's kind of you know it's soul crushing and that's I I actually liked it. I thought it was well-timed, and I think it's about time that they start bringing up topics like this more casually. I'll give them credit for the casual, casual, casualness of it, but I still don't think it's... I think it would have been more beneficial dramatically than, a, than as a joke. I mean, the movie itself does a lot of this. I think that of any of the Marvel movies that we've gotten ever, I think this is the darkest. I think that it carries a pretty light tone or like a kind of like spy thrillery tone. Like if Jason Bourne had a few more jokes and one-liners in there and had like a, a funny Russian sidekick, it'd be more like this movie. But like there's atrocities on the screen that we see. The plot of the movie is child trafficking. Holy cow. Yeah. Hey. Like this, this movie does a good job of doing a movie with with a female character. Yeah. Because she's watching one of the James Bond movies in her trailer in the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I, I equated this to. I mean, this is a Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, there is some horrible stuff going on, especially in that that opening montage with yeah. um, it smells like King Spirit. It's a pet peeve of mine. I won't go into it too much. I hate when they use Nirvana like that. But you mean doing the cover of Nirvana? I don't like. I don't like when anything popular uses Nirvana, because that's why Kurt Cobain died. Like he was afraid that his music would become too mainstream, and now it's in front of a comic book action movie. Yeah. I mean, it was also one Guitar Hero, so it jumped the concept. Jumped the jumped the shark a while ago. 
but I, I think the use of it here, like that, that does suck with Kurt Cobain. But I think the use of it here serves a purpose. Like I don't think it's just let's use Nirvana because we use Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I think it like when like if you listen to the lyrics of that song and like what you're seeing on screen and the somber tone of that cover, like you're supposed to be horrified. Yeah. Like I think it, it served its purpose there. Like artistically, I think it was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree, despite my, like, weird little thing about it. Like, I think that artistically it was a, a solid choice. It just historically was rather, dodgy. Rather, would you rather they use steel? Oh, no! I would have walked out! Yeah, see, the thing is, at first, I didn't understand uh, the Nirvana cover. Mm-hmm. And, the like, the first couple lines really, like... Uh, I heard the first couple lines, realized it was a cover. The tone of it changed, and I'm a big Nirvana fan, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why did they just play the original? Like, I'm one of those people. Like, why make a cover? Why, you know, why, why, why always do this? And then it was like halfway through that montage, I was like, oh. <laughs> no, this fits, yeah. Now, now, now I get it. Uh, you know, it's not a... It's not a cover that I'm ever going to listen to just to listen to music. And I'll probably only ever hear that song whenever I watch this movie. Mm-hmm. But it fits, and it was the right choice. Yeah. Speaking of atrocities, how did you both feel about Taskmaster? Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> um, I thought... Taskmaster himself, themselves was cool. Um, I kind of like what they did with it. I thought the the Taskmaster is a character who mimic everything that they see. Um, is very, like very great to see on screen, and I'm glad we finally got to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I watching the movie, I was like, how does Taskmaster translate on the page? I've never read a comic of Taskmaster. I've seen him. I've seen the character in video games. Uh, he's in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll show up in the Avengers. And he's in Fortnite. So, ah. Uh, Good. I, uh, I, I wish the Taskmaster skin could just imitate any email that they saw. That would be like really cool. They uh, missed out on. Um, I like what they... In hindsight, looking at, like, picking up pieces from, like, things I've seen about this movie, I like that they planted the seeds for this years ago. Because mm. um, I don't know if you guys realize this or saw the clip. I don't know the last time you watched The Avengers was, but that scene where Loki is in the, the prison, Black Widow's talking about the red in her ledger, mm. like, but how much? How much red can that be? Drakeoff's daughter. Yep. And so like they talked about her. There. So like they were setting up this for Taskmaster in 2012. Yeah. Which or they they like, oh hey we could use this for Taskmaster. Either way, I like that it has a payoff. I like that they made it his. I saw it coming from a mile away, but I really enjoyed it. What do you think of that reveal for Taskmaster? What'd you think, Ryan? No, I, um, 
I don't. I didn't know who Taxmaster was. This is the first time I'm actually hearing like the name. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's a really cool character. They're probably, you know, I, I figure one any new character I see that I don't recognize, I figure they're from the comic book. They have to be. And then two, I'm just gonna go with what I'm seeing on screen because I have no background knowledge on them at all. And I like the idea of having a character that is injured is part computer and just imitates the fighting style of what they see as soon as they see it. So it's like the person they're fighting against has to fight against themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the mask. Um, I have a feeling that uh, she never wears the hood. Um, Right. So she never wears the hood that's on the costume. I think maybe at the very beginning when they first showed her, I think she was, but I have a feeling because Marvel doesn't really do capes as much as DC does, but I have a feeling the hood is going to become the new cape okay. for superheroes um, and for villains. Hmm? I think it already has. Like, if you look at Arrow, like, the first two seasons of that, he was known as the hood. Oh, yeah, and but I mean, that was part of his character too, because the whole like Robin Hood thing. So, like, R- R- Robin Hood has almost always had a hood, um, like an actual hood. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like newer characters that are going to be coming out, I have a feeling that non armored, covered superheroes hoods are going to become the new cape. And then there's going to be uh, pretty soon Pixar, well, not pretty soon, Pixar, 50 years down the road, they're going to do the Invincibles 25, and you're going to have the, the costume designer go, no hoods. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, the hoods have been a thing for a while. And I think Jamie and Wayne all have hoods attached to their cage. So it's like a combination of both. It's like yeah, Marvel's going that way too. A bit. Like Gwen Stacy has them in her Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman costume. So Yeah. Well, I also think superheroes are starting to look a little more superhero-y. Uh, like, especially with, like, the like the new Captain America suit definitely looks more Power Ranger-y than it looks like gritty thing he could have gotten away with in World War II. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, the technology in the world that they're building, um, it's finally there to have those kind of suits because they can always play it off as, like, oh, this is our new, like, super light... Kevlar that's lined with some metal from outer space because of you know because of the guardians right. and I also see that there's a lot more use of white yeah. than there used to be and I I really find that interesting because in the Infinity Stone saga I'm just going to call it that I don't know if that's the actual name but um, okay that it's black the color's black, mm-hmm. and then it's like that specific person's colors is like surrounding it, except for like Thor and Iron Man and like Captain America. Everybody else was like, uh, okay, black's the template, and then we're just going to add highlights of that character's colors into the black. I have a feeling they're reversing that. Now it's going to be white, and then they're going to add those colors in there because it's just something that's starting to stand out to me in the uh, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. um in 
and in this. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward what the like major like what the base color is for the non like big three superheroes are going to be. I yeah, I really like that Marvel is leaning towards the comic book accurate costumes for everyone. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do with characters that we just acquired, like the X Men and Fantastic Four. Um, I'm really excited to see a, a realistic yellow and tan, or yellow and blue Wolverine costume. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm all for the realistic superhero costume, like real, comic book accurate costumes. Like I'm all for it. Uh, we, we've been playing, we've been teased with it for years. It seems like we're finally to the point where we're getting it on the big, big screen and Disney Plus a lot more. Uh, so I'm I'm all for it. What did you guys think of the white suit? I thought it was cool. I I really oh, yeah. did. I I thought it was neat. Yeah. Yeah, and same here. I mean, plus I mean, it, it also works because they are what in like suburb. Uh, I almost said suburbia. Suburbia. <laughs> um. Siberia. Siberia. Thank you. Thank you. So I mean that 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 that, that also works. Okay. Um. So- while we're talking about Siberia, uh, go, I'm sorry, Ryan, I didn't know what you Go ahead and finish. No, no, I'm done. Okay. Uh, so, David Harbour's character, Red Guardian, talks about fighting Captain America, and somebody says, you could have fought Captain America, he was still on ice. Not necessarily. He did. He 100% did. 100%. Um, because we all know from Endgame, Captain America didn't really like wasn't on ice all the time he was there were two captain americas um so i like that this film proves that steve rogers or a version of steve rogers was around for years um and i feel like that's going to play into something else down the line but i don't know what I don't want to set up an expectation that it will play into anything down the line because it got me in trouble in this movie. But I would love, love, love to see the TVA from uh, Loki freaking go after Steve Rogers for going back in time and messing up Peggy Carter's family. Okay, so I, I, I just need to get this out because we're starting to talk about the TVA and I just need to get this out there. Yeah. I'm fine with the TVA being as complicated of a... Uh, of a thing through Loki. And I'm fine with them res- hopefully resolving it and it, and it's still being a thing, but at least getting their complex plot taken care of because if they're going to meddle that whole thing into this next like main storyline, I'm going to be beating my head against a wall. Why? Not because I don't not because I don't understand it, but because like I like time travel. I do. I like alternate dimensions. I do. But this is just getting to be a bit much. So here, here's what I think. I don't think the TVA gets involved with Steve Rogers. I think he was always meant to go back in time and be with Peggy Carter. I think that's why it happens the way it does. Okay. Um, I don't think the TVA is going to be a big part of the MCU proper. I think it's going to play a part in Loki and his story going forward because I think Loki is the only Disney Plus show from Marvel that has not been confirmed to be a miniseries. I feel uh, like we may be getting a season two. 
So I feel like there's going to be more TVA adventures with Loki and more Loki, but he's not alligator Loki. Uh, so now we got a crocodile Loki. Um, Loki gator. Platypus Loki. Loki. Um, key Loki, like he's just a, a key. For I love it. Um, I just want to say, I am in camp. Croc Loki. I, I forget the term that's been coined. Alligator Loki? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like to call him Florida Loki. <laughs> Florida Loki. Um, Crocky. That's what it is. I, I am in Crocky's corner 100% on like fictional animal characters. Like, I like Baby Yoda. I do. I totally forget what his real name is. I don't care. I'm always going to call him Baby Yoda. Good. Um, but I am more of a fan of Crocky. Okay. All right. I like my alligators. What can I say? Or crocodiles. I don't care which one. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, we're on the topic. Are you guys excited for the Morris finale? Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like the beginning of next week's show is just going to be us talking about um, Loki for a bit. I'm, you know okay. I'm totally fine with it because I I feel like we need to, to talk about it a little bit. And I'm literally going in tomorrow with no expectations. I Take me where you will, Marvel. I'm, yeah, I'm see, that's what, I'm proud of you. That is the mindset you need to just have in general, because that's one of the big reasons why you always spout off about these things that like you have a problem with. And then Devin or I has to, I mean, Alan and Alan or I has to rein you in. And then you're like, Oh, that's right. Like you just got to stop expecting things. Stop. Well, I'm, I, I think my problem is I'm bad at taking movies and, and media in their own context and I'll, I'll put my own onto them. And my own context for this one was Black Widow died. This movie was a purposeful, a purposely like this movie was purposely made after she died. What are you going to tell me about the last thing I saw her in? And it didn't. Yeah, that's no, no. It's, okay, it so was, it was asking something that it wasn't you know prepared what? to do. I mean, in Devin's yeah. defense, I did think that there was a bigger plan for this movie than there was. Like, I thought there was a reason that we are going back to before Infinity War to tell this story to set up the next phase of things. Yeah. And from just watching the movie, it's not clear that that was the case. Mm -hmm. Maybe five movies from now, we'll know something that we don't know now. But right now, it doesn't feel like this is a set story that is setting up anything down the line. Like, this is just yeah. a standalone story, which is fine. I just wish it would have come sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where, again, like, I don't know. I just enjoy these type of Marvel movies more than, like, the big fantastical ones, so I think that's another reason why I'm just kind of, like, okay with it. <laughs> and it's nice to have a Marvel movie that is a standalone movie uh, for a character, because I think the last one we had was Black Panther. I don't really count Captain Marvel, because she had Nick Fury there, so... Mm -hmm. That doesn't really count, even though it was like Baby Nick Fury. But I think Black Panther was the last movie that was just a standalone because for Ragnarok, you had Hulk. Uh, in Captain America Civil War, you had everyone. Spider Man Homecoming, you had um, Iron Man. I forgot Iron Man there for a second. Uh, and then Far From Home, you had Nick Fury again. Mm -hmm. So. 
and, and I think good. moving forward, they're going to have a lot of crossovers. Because I know, like, in the Guardians movie, like, Thor is going to be in it. I know Doctor Strange is going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And, um, for some, and for some of those characters, they have to do that. Mm. Like, you can't do an, a standalone Hulk movie because Universal still owns the rights. Right. You can't do Namor the uh, Mariner on his own because Universal still has the rights. That's so okay. that's, why, that's why some characters are showing up. Like, the rumor is Namor is going to be the bad guy in... Uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. So. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. And Alan kind of answered, or he said, well, what I was going to say is that you're getting to the point with those characters that you can't do a standalone because their development is too intertwined with other characters at right. this point. Um, well, if you think yeah. of Madness with Doctor Strange, but didn't have anyone else in it, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, It'd be weird. Yeah. Um, so my funniest moment in this movie yeah. was when uh, is is when Captain Soviet Union I don't care what his real name what is because he no, cared he too much about it the characters cared too much about his name so I'm just gonna call him Captain Soviet Union Captain Soviet Union uh, said you know just fly and. She said, we're not going to have, we don't have enough gas to get there. And he said, yes, we do. And she's looking at it. And then the next scene is just the helicopter crashing into the ground. <laughs> I lost it <laughs> when that happened. I absolutely lost it because that's a perfect, that is a perfect dynamic of somebody like she is completely fed up with him. Mm-hmm. And instead of arguing, arguing with him, her defense mechanism goes to just fine. We're just going to let fine, fine. I'll do it. You, yeah. This is what happens when I listen to you. Like this is. <laughs> so that was hysterical for me. <laughs> yeah. He, David Harbour really does get a chance to flex his comedic chops in this. Uh, Cause he had some great moments. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, he has this comedy special on Netflix. It's not really a comedy special. It's like a it's a special on Netflix called Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. It's very bizarre. Ryan, I don't think you would like it at all. But it's really entertaining. David Harbour plays himself and his grandfather. It's yeah. It's I, I can't this. describe it, but if you like David Harbour Definitely check it out because it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I like him, but I don't think I like him that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, you don't need to check it out, but Devin, you might. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah. Um, for me, I think my, my, my favorite moment was probably when uh, Florence Hughes' character uh, does the landing thing. Okay. Yeah. Just needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> The little moments, like I just love the little moments in Marvel movies. They just make make things go so smoothly and enjoy, make them enjoyable. Yeah. Devin, how about you? Oh, my my favorite moment was the oh look, it still fits was that <laughs> moment, and and only because that's almost exactly where I'm at in my life, where like I've lost like a teensy bit of weight like since I've been here. So now I'm like, I, I like have had clothes forever that like don't really fit, but like one of these days. So now I'm like walking around like, Romana, it fits! And like, does it though? Like, so it's just, it's my life right now. 
Grand Guardian might be my next Halloween costume. I love it. But I'm going to make it like a slice too small. And you don't need to shave for that one either. No. Uh, no, if anything, I need to grow out the beard. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see a superhero with a beard. It is. Finally, representation. Right, yeah. How are we doing in the chat? I, I can't see the chat here, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I, chat is a lot of making fun of, or was a lot of making fun of me for um, me not being the director of the movie and the movie not being exactly what Devin would have wanted. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then pointing out the fact that, incorrectly so, that like you need these little movies, and not little, but like these like individual movies in order to build upon the bigger like, no, you def- movie. No, you definitely do. I just wish we would have had this sooner than we did. Um, but we, I think we have a few smaller movies coming up uh, until we get to December. Then it's all massive superhero movies with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor back to back to back. Um, but if I'm, how are we on time? Because I also don't know what time it is. Yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just over the hour mark. I mean, we're, yeah. We're we're just right at landing it landing at home territory. Yeah, we got enough gas to, to make it there. <laughs> um, so final thoughts on Black Widow before we wrap this up? I mean, despite the fact that I spent more than half of this time going, no, I didn't like this thing, this thing. I like the movie a lot. It's fun. It it was, I think, more intriguing to me and more of that like spy kind of thriller than uh Civil or not Civil War than Winter Soldier was. And I like that. I like the pacing of it. Jokes were fun. Acting was great. I love this movie. I want a miniseries on the equipment guy. You know, I'm glad you brought him up because I feel like he's something that we're going to see more of in the future. Like, I feel like he's going to be that connecting thread throughout the movie because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gone. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, unless you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then that's a whole debacle. Um, so I feel like he's going to be popping up here and there. Like, it's weird to me that he would be on the poster and get his own character poster for such a small role. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to, we're going to see more of him in the future. Yeah. But I mean, overall, the film impressed me. It was more than I thought it was going to be. Um, because yeah. I went into this with literally no expectations because I don't really know the character's background more than just a little bit I've researched on Wiki and then these movies. Mm-hmm. So it definitely... Um, um, I also had a bit of a, con- a connection because in 1995, they opened up this movie in 1995 in Ohio and she's like, what, 11, 12 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm two years younger than Black Widow. So that really puts things in perspective on age and like the things that she was doing. I'm a, like movie wise, I'm the same age as her sister had. Cause, but it's weird because I look at George Pugh's uh, age and I was like, she's the same age as my sister. That's that's weird. Oh wow, yeah, that's weird. Wow. Um, I, I definitely want to watch more Florence Pugh stuff. So Devin, this is your chance to make me watch. Um, uh. Midsummer. Oh shoot, that's her. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that might happen soon. Well, yeah, I think that does it for our Black Widow review. Um, if, so I think going forward, when we do these MCU reviews, 
I don't think it's fair to compare them to the the previous twenty some movies that we've had. So right, right now, I I think it's safe to say, movie wise, this is the best movie in Phase Four of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. All right. Why uh, didn't we start off the podcast like that? Why didn't we start off? <laughs> Wait. I'm sitting here going, I just heard you guys talk. I just heard you guys take 30 minutes out of an hour complain about how this thing came out at the wrong time. I'm like, why couldn't we just done this at the beginning? Like, why couldn't we're going to shut Devin up and then we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we can't really compare it to Loki, but compared to Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, better. where does this rank for you guys? Oh, better. I, I think shows? this is number one. I think... I think WandaVision's number two, and I think Falcon and Winter Soldier's number three. Okay. Yeah, that works. I, I think WandaVision's number one for me. Okay. I think I think this is number three for me. Okay. I mean, I enjoy it, but I enjoyed I I enjoy all the Marvel stuff. I the 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 past the past few months have just been nothing but Marvel, yeah. and I I'm here for it. Um, but I'm excited to see what Marvel has coming up. Next movie is Shang-Chi, which we will do a review for. Uh, but I think movie-wise, like superhero movie-wise, I think the next one that we're going to get is next month with The Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. So that's going to be our next um, breaking the pattern and talking about something new. Because I think, I think we need to do that one. Uh, um, but before that, we have another next week. I believe, whose turn is it? Devin, what are you going to have us watch? So, this, the way that I'm doing these things, I've realized, is my gaming that I'm doing is going to directly tie into my movie picks. So, we just wrapped up the Pirates Week, so we're watching a pirate movie. Uh, so, our next movie that we're watching is Captain Phillips. <laughs> okay. I am so excited about this. Okay, I've have never you seen, seen it, it, Alan. I have not, and uh, and Ryan hasn't seen it either. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's the meme movie. It is I'm the, the captain movie. now. It is. It's the meme movie. It's gonna be this so fun like, to watch it. Now. Things, I, I've seen so many documentaries on that whole thing that it's gonna be interesting watching the movie. And I know that it's Tom Hanks, so I definitely give it a lot of like respect going into it because it's Tom Hanks and what he's done with other films. So, so. I, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment because I'm going off on vacation next week. But do we want to do a uh, special episode for Space Jam? <laughs> I'd rather... How, how about this? One of us watch it, and then we'll do it for the things we watched. <laughs> okay. prepare, be prepared for an hour on Space Jam before we get into I really don't think it's going to be even a 15-minute conversation, guys. I really don't. You guys can go on about all the background characters. If you're going to talk about that, yeah, it's going to take an hour because you guys are going to talk about every single background character from every comic book and video game you guys have watched. So, Devin, we're we're both going to watch it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's keep it down to five background characters, and then we'll talk about so. Okay, done. F- only five. Done. All right. Okay, so, so it's going to be a twenty-minute conversation. Okay. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, also, and we're talking about Loki too. Oh. Gonna, next week's going to be crazy. It's going to be a big episode. Um, I'm going to have to make sure I'm in my comfy office chair instead of this couch that I'm kind of like benched over uh, <laughs> to do the show. But 
So tune in next week for Captain Phillips, Space Jam 2, and our review of Loki. Um, until then, make sure if you're watching us on Twitch, hit that follow button. If you're watching us on Facebook, hit the like button so you can see whenever we go live on Facebook. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at You Have to Watch This Podcast. Uh, if you want to see pictures of me on my vacation, you can follow me at acram 4815 Yeah. Um, some pictures there. Um, you can listen to You Have to Watch This Podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Um, and until next time, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I am the captain now. I love you. I love your shirt, Alan. Just, you know. Your shirt's oh, really? Give a shout out to your shirt. Yeah. This is my, this is my weird Al shirt. My weird Alan shirt. <laughs> <laughs>